Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome back to Homeschool Together. Thanks so much for joining us. If you have a chance, head down into the show notes. As always, we will have links for you to go and give reviews, to go and see clickable things that we talk about. Please do, and please subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out if you're going to listen, if you subscribe. Also, uh, you know, this invitation is, you know, permanent, but I just want to throw it out there. If you have ideas for show for shows, things you want to hear about, uh, people you want us to interview, uh, you know, whatever Sorry. it is, please reach out to us. We we definitely want to hear from you. This show is not for us; it's for you. So, um, <laughs> if there's something that you're uh, needing help with, or that you want to hear about, or you're interested in, please drop us a line in all the ways to contact us. Uh, and we would love to hear from Absolutely. you and maybe integrate that into a show. Absolutely. As we as we move on to the end of the year here, we wanted to go ahead and give you another review of a Blossom and Root curriculum. This is our the fall Blossom and Root. Exp- well, we've, we expla- finished that. Ex- you know, spectacular explosion, <laughs> spectacular. We finished a bunch of know. things yeah, here in this, uh, at the end of the summer here. And we yeah. just have just finished uh, nature and the space. Nature. So we already did space and we want to talk, talk about, about this one. Nature. So it's my outdoor classroom. Again, for the level zero. So I know you're out there and you're thinking, yeah, you're out there thinking, oh, what am I going to do with my kinder? You know, maybe if I have a little bit of an older student or I have like a, a four-year-old kind of like coming out of the toddler stage and starting to do some early educational stuff and you're trying to figure out what to do with all these kids and, you, and you're sitting there and you know you just got your Fitbit because your new year's resolution is to do 7,000 steps a day, um, like all of us getting our three and a half miles. Um, really important to get outside. And, and so Christina at Blossom and Root has put together a wonderful curriculum for you to be able to get outside with your kids and go and investigate the world around you with your house, go and see the various animals that are in your area, go and see the, you know, the local flora and fauna in your, in your locale, an excuse to get out and do a hike, an excuse to go out to the park and walk around the lake, whatever it might be, this curriculum um, is there for you. And I, and again, I like it because it is quasi science because if you think mm-hmm. about it, you're getting outside, you're looking at the trees, you're looking at the environment, the biology. Learning in your area, a lot about animals. A lot about animals. If you're looking for kind of like a, a, a kind of a science-y type of curriculum that can get you, you know, through your kindergarten year, this is another great example. We talked a little bit about this. We, we talked a lot about the space science curriculum a yeah. few weeks back. Uh, we really like that one. We've done this one as well. And like always with these curriculums, I think hers is about 35, 36 weeks long. Again, you do not have to do that in 36 straight weeks. You can yeah, do that in 72 don't. weeks. You can do that in 12 weeks. Whatever whatever works for you. Yeah, feels right. Feels right for you. There is a little bit of a, uh, you know, because you're going outside, because you're, you're engaging with the, you know, 
the world around you. There is some seasonal content in here. There's a little bit too heavy. It's not too heavy. Like they do talk about like, you know, what do you do for winter and and this and that. And so if it's not winter and it's summer for you, that might be a little confusing for your learner. Just to maybe keep that in your mind. You might skip that section. I don't know how much it it really builds on one another though. I think you could probably swap them if you had to. So just for those of you who didn't hear our space science uh, review, this is a component of the level zero blossom and root curriculum. So if you buy the whole bundle, you get this, but she actually sells these separate. So um, when you buy the space science module, which is the one I was really going for, by the way, this was like an add-on. You also got this, this outdoor classroom module and... Uh, we were just really impressed with it once we got it. We're like, oh, well, gosh, we're going to do this too. So this is a, a subcomponent of level one. Yep. Or, and, I'm sorry, level zero. And, and, and a lot of Christina's uh, curriculums here all follow the same type of structure. And that's really nice because if you get into um, you know, these curriculums and you're having to read a lot and relearn how people want to teach you, once you know that this is Christina's format, she has a lesson, she has all the information that you need to know, here are all the books you can learn. I mean, you can read. Here are the activities you can do. You start to get familiar and comfortable with what you're seeing. And again, once you get familiar and comfortable with what you're looking at, it saves you time. And then we've, we've talked about this a lot in the last few few months or so is, is the idea of saving your time. Because you know, if you have two or three kids, you don't have time to try to sit there and stare at you know walls of curriculum text to figure out what you got to do for the day. You don't have that time. So once you start getting comfortable with these curriculums and hers tend to follow the same structure, you feel a lot more comfortable. You go, oh, I know exactly what I, where I need to go and look to go get my, the things I need for this week or look to go and try to understand what I'm going to be having to teach today, you know, by going outside or, you know, doing some space study or doing your prehistory stuff. A lot of this, a lot of her curriculums follow the same type of structure, which is really, really, really nice. And I, and I appreciate that a lot. So again, just like in the space science, if you've listened to that one, um, she has a lesson and each week is a new lesson and it covers a, a topic. What was interesting about the space science is that it progressively added and built on itself because it was there was an overarching type of structure to the curriculum where you were going out on a mission to bring information to this um, alien uh, named Zula. Um, in this case, the lessons can be, while they are, building slightly on each other because she does talk about you know prey animals and then talks about predators Mm -hmm. within those larger clusters you can kind of pick and choose and move back you know in and out they don't all build on each other so you you can treat them more as a standalone lesson Um, and in that case there's not that pressure that you have to memorize what came before some of the lessons do lead one into the next like um, there's there's a couple rabbit sections here at the beginning that you know, you talk about rabbits here, then you, you learn about more rabbits, you learn about prey animals, and you tend to focus on rabbits. And so yeah. you, you want to try and clump those together. But there's not as much reliance on, there's not a reliance on you memorizing what came before. So if you do want to like jump to a different cre- you know, creature, you know, some different animal that you you may prefer or something of that nature. You're like, oh, my kid's not really a woodchuck fan or something like that. Yeah, or it's not the right time of year. Not the right time of year. You can can make a change and you can adapt and move. So basically that that is the caveats around the the outside of it. So we're going to go and talk about uh, week two, which is in the sample. So we don't want to talk about anything that's not in the sample because uh, we don't want to share any of the content that, you know, obviously is behind you buying the curriculum. So we encourage you to go buy the curriculum. Um, but basically, it's it's always designed the same way. So up at the front, um, you're going to have some reading. 
This is in a book uh, called The Burgess Animal Book for Children. Right, which is a book from nineteen the nineteen twenties. It's you can read it for free on like Google Books. It's yeah. it's freely available, so you don't have to like buy that. And it's kind of a it's 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 called nature lore in the curriculum, but yeah. it's basically like Peter Rabbit and friends, <laughs> and there is some bit of a story about Peter and and his friends and the, what the questions they're asking, and they end up talking with like old Mother Nature, who ends up giving them actual information about real animals, and there's some cool um, drawings, pictures, yeah. Uh, yeah, some cool illustrations in there. So it's kind of a combo between a story and information both it's a kind of an interesting combo for young kids i think that your kids are either like peter rabbit fans (laughs) or not peter rabbit i think we've talked about beatrix potter in the past we know christina loves beatrix Potter. yeah she really does she she put that in she put that in her early years um volumes so i think really for us uh, our daughter is not like a super a super Peter Rabbit type fan. Yeah. She likes it okay, but I think that for her, she's she likes she, the modern take on Peter Rabbit. Right. <laughs> she, she, I think she can kind of tell that they're dated, and for her, it doesn't work as well. So yeah. that for us was a little bit hit or miss. We didn't. We ended up dropping it at some point when we were going through this because it just wasn't clicking with her. That being said, I don't think that it really impaired the rest of what you have to do each week. So at no. the very beginning, it's, hey, read a few pages, this one story in the the Burgess book. And yeah. then the rest of the week has nothing, you know. So if you skipped it like we did at some point, it, it, not the end of the world. Yeah, and, and, and like always, every single curriculum, no matter who's the creator, you know, some things are going to click, some things are not going to click. We were just right. telling you what didn't click for us. You know, you oh, there might totally click for you. Mike, There's tons of kids and, that love, and, we, and, and yeah, we've heard we've heard people say they love Beatrice Potter or they love the poetry and the all around the right. world. Like journey. our daughter doesn't yeah. like Winnie the Pooh. It's just it's just not her thing. It's just not her thing. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I thought Pooh would be her thing, but I don't know. I'm not a big Winnie the Pooh. You're fan. You're not though. a big Pooh fan. Well, her dad looks like Pooh. Like you a, did. I did. Not as much anymore. Not as much. Um, so basically, okay, so you start with this reader and then you get into the information on you as the educator and what you need, what concepts you're trying to teach. I love this part yeah. of it. When, when Christina it does this, it's it so great because it's like, hey, you're going to read uh, these different pages and all of these books coming ahead in the spines and the supplements and there's going to be activities. But here's the like two or three takeaways. Yeah. We really want your learner to understand this. I'll, gi- I'll give you an idea. So it says this week... You will observe for prey adaptations in your outdoor classroom, as well as online or in field guides from your local area. Talk to your child about the words predator and prey. And predators are animals that hunt other animals, and prey animals are animals that are hunted by uh, um, predators. So here are some examples that you can give to your child. A cat is a predator. A mouse is a prey. And so here you are kind of showing the two. Making these relationships. Yeah, and then so on and so forth. Then she just continues to go on. And I really love this because it helps you as the, the learner to kind of frame what you're talking about. And I remember, uh, you know, going back in the way machine, the this section we went out and pretended to be predators and prey in our backyard. So, you know, we used her examples and I said, okay, you're the mouse, go hide. And I'm going to give you, you know, a little do a little hide and seek. And I like pretended to be a cat. You can have those type of fun activities. And that's really, I think what Christina wants is get you out and doing things in the, in, you know, right. and observing and Well, and, and it's and a really playing, great way yeah. to add in, you know, you had to do this with a, a, a new preschooler. I found this curriculum it really worked out is wonderful with a preschooler. So here you are with a kindergartner, first grader, and even maybe your eighth grader along with you, and you got the two-year-old. 
right? This curriculum, this outdoor classroom really, really, really helps because really just in general, what you're doing is you're trying to get outside. You're going to do some reading and there are spines and there are, you know, early reader books. And those spines are not like kinder level spines. I mean, she uses like the DK Smithsonian animal exclamation point as a spine. That's a, I mean, I could read that as an adult, you know, it's got lots of pictures. So it's, these are books. I love the books she chooses because they're books that are very, they're highly visual, highly visually engaging books, but they've got lots of great information too. So for you looking at these with your very young learner, they're taking away from it, these beautiful pictures, they're getting a little bit of the words, but you could do that same book with an eighth grader and they're really taking in the content. So I love you can use it for multiple levels. Yeah, I love the I love I love working with spines, but it can be challenging towards the educator because you you open up the page, say thirty two on this page, and read to thirty four, and you're like, okay, this is a lot, and you're looking at everything. Do I read all the captions? Do I read every single section? That is where the art of gauging what your learner can handle and what they can't handle. I find with when I'm doing the prehistory with my daughter that I'm not reading every single section. I'm kind of saying, oh, this is a section about, you know, this type of weird adaptation that happened. I'm like, that's not going to be, that's not going to be interesting. Let's look at the pictures and let's talk about what she can see in the picture. But if I had an eighth grader or an eight-year-old, I might read all of it. Right. right? And And that's kind of the give and take. And I love books that have these big pictures with captions specifically because what I can do uh, as the educator is skim the caption real quick And like summarize it mm-hmm. in words that my younger child can understand. Oh, this part of the animal, it's like a fin and it does this or whatever. I don't yeah. have to read the four sentences or five sentences that are yeah. higher level. So that's that's something that I think books that like I DKI witness books, which we love, that also have tons of captions. It's another thing that we can do is kind of well, skim and then and I, then give them the the Cliff Notes version yeah. while they look at the pictures. Well, another another trick that I've used in the past is um when I have a section that might be three or four sentences, I will ask the learner, hey, look at this image. Tell me what you think, you know, this this animal or this this person, what, you know, tell me about this cr- creature. And I'll while they're talking and getting the, you know, the words starting to gear up, I'll quickly power read that section. So I know what this section talks about and then I can add on to it afterwards. So you can do those type of tricks where you're, engaging your reader and then also reading the text which is kind of like i think that's kind of a little bit of the the art of of the education is you're trying to like gauge which one you know you know what yeah. type of content you want to deliver and how you want to deliver it and sometimes you have to make those adaptations on the fly and this is a you know her you know the books that she's recommending here and her spines may have you do that because you're right they, they can be a little bit more elevated. yeah you you i think you need to make some adaptation to these I, I i guess if there was a if there was a downside to this beyond us not being a peter rabbit family um it is that the books are not kindergarten picture books about the these spi- subjects the spines yeah. the spines yeah, yeah they're not that's not what they are they yeah. are they are higher level and you will have to you know, make that work for your learner. But but the other supplemental yeah. books, right, are, yeah. you know, lower level. Yeah, simpler readers. Yeah. Simpler, and simpler sometimes readers. it may be like one page or two pages. And again, it's not a lot of reading. And if you think about this, the way this curriculum is broken up, it's broken up week by week. And to do one of these lessons, obviously sit down five, 10 minutes to get everything set up, you know, sit down and do your reading, do your activity, you know, 
get yourself outside and go and, you know, try to, to see what you're talking about. Right. Um, you know, you're looking at an hour maybe at the most, because if you think about it, you're going to do your reading, you're going to do some activity, that activity more likely than not is outside. It's not sitting at the table doing art. So it's get yourself outside and go and do something. So sometimes that might mean to get in, depending on your living situation, that may mean for you to get in a car and go to a park, right? right. And if you have a standing, this is where fitting the curriculum into your, your weekly flow. If you have a standing, you know, we go to the park, no matter, you know, hell or high water, it is, we are at the park on Fridays because that's what we do. And we do a picnic. It could be raining, but there's a pavilion. No big deal. We homeschool at the park. This is a great curriculum to bring with you because you'll be there to discuss what's going right. on, right? These are the types of things that you want to try to fit into your lifestyle. For us, we're very, we're very fortunate. We out our, out our driveway, just down the street, we have a nice little trail and that takes us to a nice long walking trail through a bunch of neighborhoods and, and to a, a nice little park. So we're very fortunate. Go buy a pond. We go buy a nice, really big pond. And so it's, it's really cool. You, know, you can get a lot of learning through there. And that we, I, th- I know a number of times we were just going on our, our nightly walks mm-hmm. and we were able to chip away some of the curriculum and talk a little bit about, right. oh, we're ta- you know, this week we're learning about rabbits or this week we're learning about frogs or amphibians or whatever. We walked right by the pond and like, go down to the pond and see what you can see. Right. Like, get a stick and start poking around. <laughs> and I, I, think, I think from the Blossom Root standpoint, more than anything, she wants your kids to go down to the edge of the water with a stick and start splashing in the water. If, if you don't do the spines and you don't do the readers, you don't do the... It's the, the outdoor yeah. freeform exploration. Freeform. Well, in the first week of this too, she asks us to define what our outdoor classroom is going to be. Yep. And so we have a, a pretty good ba- size backyard. And then we have this trail you, yeah. you talked about that does go through some by some fields and some yeah. woods and a pond, which is just so we've got different different areas there. But what I think is cool is that every activity you're supposed to go back out to your outdoor classroom and you're going to look at it in slightly a different way one week you're looking for um prey prey homes right like little burrows and stuff you know can you find where prey would live in your yard or in your outdoor classroom and so i think it's neat you're kind of going into this area over and over again with a different perspective yeah about your outdoor space which is really cool which is really cool because you know, for for the kids when they start, maybe their backyard is a place where they play, or like we have the swings between the trees, or they have their play, you know, their play structures, the little play, the play areas that they play in. You know, for them, they walk outside and they start to they view that same world through a different lens. I, yeah. I really like that. It's not Which just really cool. It's not just where we see the squirrels all the time and where the dog is barking, and we all live at you know our our window, and the squirrel is actually viewing us. He's a, he's observing the humans through the, the yeah, fishbowl of the of the kitchen window. <laughs> the, the two kids who just sit there and stare at them all the time, um, and the dog. But, you know, yeah, they do get to go out and engage that world and yeah. try to try to view it from a different way. I, I like that as well. You know, one of the reasons when we got this that I thought, you know, we should do this is because we were struggling a bit with getting, with, with having purposeful reasons to get outside. Yeah. You know, the idea of just like, hey, let's just, you know, that like thousand hours outside challenge. I think that sounds just so hard to do. Is that in one year? Yeah, in oh. one year. And it's like, I mean, we just don't have that many free hours yeah. in the day. But it's um, three hours a day. Yeah, it's really rough. Um, <laughs> and so 
So one of the things is... If we can load it, we, we can front load it in the summer. Though. Well, we because we are doing curriculum and we go to our parent partnership and we have, you know, activities and family time and we want to give our girls plenty of uh, free, free play time where they mm-hmm. can just be imaginative and do Lego or, um, you know, do magnet tiles or dress up or play, play kitchen or whatever. We want to give them plenty of time. We don't normally think about, hey, let's just go outside and let them just be outside we don't we were finding we weren't prioritizing that and we wanted to we tend to we tend to try to have more structure to our day we have a lot more structure and then the times where we don't have structure it's inside for them to play with their toys it's not typically we we go on a nightly walk as a family so we are outside but we don't have a lot of like freeform time outside and we were having a hard time prioritizing so one of the reasons that we wanted to do this curriculum was it gave us like a thing we had to do that was outside that is kind of naturally a bit free form, but it was like, Oh, well we have to go outside because we've got, you know, this, this week's activity to do for outdoor classroom. And so we need to do that. So it was, it made going outside more intentional. I think for us beyond just our nightly walk to get our steps, it was like, <laughs> it was intentional. And I, uh, so I appreciated that. I really appreciated that. Yeah. You, you know, prioritizing that free play, you know, getting, letting him, you know, tromp around outside. in the mud outside. And the, you're right. That is so hard for our family. I know there's other families that can do that a lot. And, you know, our yeah, girls... it's difficult for us. Because I do have so much structure in the day, they tend to view me as the cruise director. <laughs> yeah. And I know my littlest comes up to me and goes, hey, what what we do now? What do we do now? Yeah, like, they're used to you, to you saying, okay, well, here's what we have to do. Well, we have... Well, you know, children, there is a comedy special upstairs highlighted by your father there is a viewing session of an indie flick that i don't think you'll enjoy over here (laughs) there's always the buffet (laughs) i think the thing is right we have we have to schedule around our parent partnership yeah we we have to schedule around our little one does preschool two days a week sports so we have we have some activities we have swim lessons and things we got to schedule around and you have hey we set up play dates with friends in the afternoon at the park and um, our little one takes a nap at a certain time. So there are some things that you have to get done yeah. while she's awake and some things you can't get done until she's asleep. And you're having to make that schedule every day, just yeah. saying like, oh, let's just take an hour and just go outside and just be outside. Play in the mud. No. Is not something that we usually make specific time for. So this is good. This this pushed our family. <laughs> and I feel that we get outside now more than we did when we started this. Yeah, I know this summer we were very intentional about getting out more. And I think a curriculum like this can help you do that. And if that's something yeah. that you're looking to do, you know, wherever you live, whatever circumstances you're at, whether you're in a kind of a suburban neighborhood like us, where, or you're in an urban setting or even a rural setting, you know, making sure you're getting those kids outside, getting them into the environment, letting them know that they're, they're humans, but they're also part of the ecosystem that we don't just live inside yeah. our wood structures that we, <laughs> we we occupy all the time it is a nice thing to actually get ourselves get our kids outside and i know it's hard for us to like kick them out hey go do this go do that because well, then they then they're bored yeah, and that's yeah. good that is a good they thing they need to be bored but sometimes. doing something like this also has taught our children you know you can go out back and you can go and look for spiders and you can go and look for bugs and they're now doing that, right? Right, now, yeah. They want to kill every one of those creatures. Right, because, we're having to stop them from killing things outside. Yeah, but they're looking... They're, they're, they, they just want to rid the world of spiders. And and you know, I know a lot of us, you know, you know, get, you know, what was the famous line from aliens? You know, 
we'll, we'll get off the planet and nuke them from orbit. It's no big deal. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. You know, nobody likes spiders. So, you know, I'll send my three-year-old to smash them all. <laughs> yeah, no, we want to keep those spiders. Around. So we're trying to keep them to like, we're trying to teach them some yeah. of that, I know. Um, you know, leave no trace, don't harm nature know, yes, kind of yes. thing. Because well, now the oldest is in... Um, is in Girl Scouts. Right. And, and so, so we're learning a lot about that too. But yeah, they'll go outside now and they're observing the squirrels and they're looking at the birds that land in the yard mm-hmm. and what they're doing. And I think it's good. I think it's made us more observant. We're um, trying. We're trying. We're, we're trying. I think it was a good, <laughs> I think it was a good start. Um, and because it came with the space science, I don't yep. know if you had to ask me, would I buy just this module for just this? I don't know if I would. No. I think the fact that it comes with space science is great. If you're not intending to do the space science that that it comes with, I'm not sure if this is worth doing on its own unless you really feel strongly that you want a a nature curriculum that you can yeah. make focus on, then, then go for it. Because I think for what it is, I think it's really great for kinder level student to just get them outside, start to understand some basics about animals and nature relationships and things i think is really great yeah so and just a couple things we left off um she also includes some really wonderful images of the animals that you're talking about yeah, so for each, each week there's like an animal profile yeah. each week right and, where and, it's like and again two animals or something we a week. highly we highly recommend you printing these curriculums off and putting them into binders it does make it a lot easier for you to you know grab and go um, mm-hmm. also, uh, as a reference, because you can just, you know, open it to the right page, but also there are some materials in here that are really helpful, especially when you're talking about certain animals to be able to just open them up and see a really nice high quality color photo of a hair and compare that against a rabbit and see how their legs are a little bit different, how their ears are a little bit different. You can, you know, obviously, you know, you don't have to look those things up on your phone right. or on your, on the, on the TV, if you're looking for some type of video or learning thing. So it is nice to have those. And also there is a journal at the end. It is not a writing journal. It is more in line with the drawing pictures, ask, answering a couple of questions, writing a couple of words, very simple stuff, kindergarten level type of journaling, not, um, you know, extensive writing of sentences and yeah. things of that nature. So it's a lot simpler. Than They're like making lots of observations and then yeah. recording their observations in yeah. either pictures or, you know, w- small words. Like Absolutely. not, nothing to, I feel that this, I feel that this is very appropriately aged. Um, you know, very we've done much. other things before, like where we've talked about, oh, you know, it says it's kindergarten, but eh, this is too much, <laughs> right? Um, I think that this is very appropriate for this yeah, age. I, I think agree. if you were doing it with an older student, I don't know that I'd go much above, you know, third grade, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't with go it, much more. Unlike the space science where you can gear that up. I mean, I think this, you can gear this up a bit, bit as well but I don't because know if of go the, much above that, yeah. because of the spines. But yeah, third, fourth grade maybe. I probably wouldn't go older than that with this. If you have you know multiple learners all together, I mean, this is targeted yeah. for kinder, and I think that's right on. But um, you definitely could bring other learners along with this. I think just fine. Well, we loved the outdoor curriculum as always. Um, hopefully, you guys can check it out if you do pick up the space science and. As Ariel said, you will get this as well, and so we really recommend it. Um, great curriculums. If you're thinking about going every other week, you know that would be a good way to do it. 72 weeks there, you could see doing it over a year and a half, maybe double up a few in the summer, and get through it in a year. Really recommend it. 
let's go ahead and talk about our book of the week, as we like to now. Ariel, um, there was a popular book that came out about 15, 16 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 uh, years ago. <laughs> how old? Let's not talk about how long ago it came oh. out. Uh, so we fin- we recently finished Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, and we did a, a bit of a homegrown unit study on yep. that. And I am still working to put d- together all those resources to share with you all. So uh, do stay tuned for that, because I am going to do that. Um, I'm just... I'm about halfway through, um, and I need to find more hours in the day um, with all the other things we're doing for the podcast and the YouTube channel and things. But uh, we did go ahead and start into Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. So that's the book that we're reading this week, and we're reading the illustrated edition. The illustrated edition is, if you know you haven't gotten the illustrated editions uh, yet, I think that they are absolutely worth the investment. The yep. Order of the Phoenix illustrated edition is just i think by the time this airs it will have just come out i have it on pre-order at amazon and i think it's <laughs> due here shortly to me so uh jim k is is doing all the illustrations he's They're doing a wonderful job absolutely gorgeous it's it's gonna be one of those things when it's finally done it's going to be it will be in the annals of literature of art merging with storytelling yeah as a as, as a as an example to to work from the these are just they're yeah. amazing books um i've, I've bought all four so far yeah. and then i have the order of the phoenix on pre-order yeah. so uh definitely if you haven't done the illustrated version of harry potter highly recommend, we highly that. recommend that you purchase that um because they are keepsakes and i i think i don't know that i i don't think that i would ever go back to reading the regular version i don't i still have them all in hardcover maybe i would but there's something they have about their, they the have their place like when you're reading you know, if if your learner is reading them, you'll want to give them the paperbacks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Maybe that's when they, true. When they get a little older, they can get their own hardback version. But of I, it. I still have all my original hardcovers yeah. from when they came out, and I'm not ready to part with them yet. Um, and I don't know if I ever will be ready to part with them, but the these illustrated versions are absolutely worth it. One of the things I love is that he uses different mediums, so there's going to mm-hmm. be there's going to be uh, paints in there, watercolors, paints, and, yeah. and there's going to be some line drawings and. Uh, it's just there's pretty much something on every page right you know there's there's uh background things on every page but there's only one big picture every few pages but it still completely worth it i mean it. some of these books the order and goblet are huge i mean he must have yeah and i i think they really have less pictures okay in these in, in goblet that was my under, that was my impression they have less pictures than the others do or are smaller pictures because there is so much text one of the things i think is cool is that with the exception of, you know, sorcerers for philosophers, they they basically kept in all of the British, the original British in the illustrated edition. So we were how reading... Hard, how hard was it to learn British to read that? <laughs> so, well, it was funny because we were reading uh, Chamber of Secrets when yeah. they stole the Ford Anglia and they talked about the boot, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the bonnet. And there was different... They've used different words. like and, and I saw that in Sorcerers as yep. well. So they kept they kept Sorcerers. They didn't change that. They didn't go to Philosophers. But all the rest of it, they use the British vernacular, which I thought was pretty cool. That's awesome. And our daughter learned some neat words. So, yeah. So we are right in the middle of that. I, I Your told goal her, is to get through Azkaban. And because her birthday... She, she's coming up. She's turning seven soon. And her birthday is to get... She was supposed goblet, to get right. to read Goblet, but I I don't really know if I can make it through we're, Chamber we're back, and then Azkaban this, in like two weeks. That's this, a lot. This is the one that has uh, the vampire Batman guy in it. 
Uh, goblet, yes. Yes, it has yes, that guy. Yes, Pattinson's. Yeah, it has that guy. Yes, yeah. it is. So <laughs> we wanted to wait till she was just slightly older before we uh, before we we dealt with that because there is that the the death of Batman the and the Great right Fusion with Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, so yeah, I don't know how much I'll make it through. But anyway, book of the week. We're reading the illustrated edition of Chamber of Secrets. We'll link it in the show notes if you haven't seen it. It's gorgeous. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!